song this morning that said, he called my name and I ran out of the grave. So what I did is I stepped out of that grave of failure and fear and inadequacy and I stepped into what he had called me to do. Um, and it's just funny that I'm up here sharing with you today the very thing that I said no to. So it's just, God is amazing, amazing, amazing. A word of encouragement before I get started from that, never underestimate the plans God has for you and how he will equip you to carry out those plans. Never underestimate that. So like they said today, we're gonna talk about how to create and maintain a welcoming environment for our guests. So you're gonna hear me use the word guest as opposed to visitor. And that's my preference. Um, we went to a Danny Franks from the Summit Church and he kind of went into this and it's just stuck with me. So I'm gonna share with you real quick. I use the word guest as opposed to visitor. Visitor is someone that comes and you expect them to leave. Guest is someone that comes, you love them well, you host them with hospitality and you invite them in as family. You make a seat for them. Our prayer is that our guests will come to our church, they will become part of our church family, but even better, they'll become part of the family of God, okay? So guests, that's what I'm gonna use today. So how do we create a welcoming environment? So there's all kinds of different churches in here as far as age of the church and size of the church. So what I'm gonna share is in context of our church. And I'm just hoping that you'll pull a little bit from this and put it into the context of your own church. And remember that our main goal with hospitality, no matter how big our church, how old our church is, we always wanna put Jesus on display. Yes. So three things that I have found um, that you need when you want to uh, create a welcoming environment is what I call TLC. It's not tender loving care. I don't know if y'all use that over here. And it's not TLC, the people that sing don't go chasing waterfalls, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not singing, y'all don't want me to sing. Um, so what that stands for is team, leadership, and consistency. So there is true value in having a defined team. The people that sign up to serve on this team are usually nice people, usually, <laughs> usually nice people, and usually they love people. If they don't, after serving with you for quite a long time, they'll, they'll become nice. Um, but we see our hospitality as a ministry. So what our hospitality does in our church, they set up our church, they set up chairs, they prep our communion, they bring food for the day, they put out coffee, they do all the things to create an environment that says we love you, okay? Um, our teams greet people in the parking lot, they greet people in the lobby, which I'm sure most of y'all do too. We often say within our team that the sermon starts in the parking lot. So every spot that somebody comes into into your church, it's vital that they're welcomed and they're loved. All right, everybody close your eyes for just a second. And I know it's after lunch, so don't fall asleep. Just close your eyes for a second. Think back to your first Sunday at your church or any church that you visited. And if you've been in church for a long time, think about a conference or something that you went to that you did not know anybody. Does it stir up like an anxious feeling? You're kind of nervous, you walk in, it, it stirs it up in me and, I, and, and I'm kind of an extroverted introvert, so I get that. Okay, so open your eyes. What we have to remember with our welcoming team is every Sunday is someone's first Sunday. And that's how we have to treat hospitality. 
Feeling welcomed and loved is so, so, so important. It breaks down walls. I know I didn't know anybody in here, and when somebody came and talked to me, it broke down that wall, and it made me feel included. So a genuine welcome in the parking lot or an invite to lunch, that can help soften someone's heart so they can receive the message of the gospel. So our teams, they display hospitality that puts Jesus on display. See, he's at work loving on his people. In John 10, 14 through 16, it says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this fold, and I must bring them in as well. And they will listen to me in my voice. Then there will be one flock and one shepherd. So again, he's at work drawing people to himself as we're loving and serving others. So the next part of TLC is our leadership part. And I'm just going to tell you a little bit how we do leadership within our hospitality team at our church. So we have what we call captains, and these are a set of people in our church. It's a husband and wife team, and they lead their teams. So they are in charge of kind of forging the day and making sure everything goes smoothly and, and contacting them and everything. Um, allowing space, allowing the space within your team for other leaders to grow up lets them use the gifts that God has put in their life, okay? If you've always got people that are just there serving and they're not leading, then we're kind of stifling that what God may be calling them to do. Um, these leaders are taking ownership and God is growing and stretching them in their own lives. They've stepped up to shepherd, guide, and have an influence on the lives of their team. And most importantly, guys, what our captains do, um, and, and just so you put into context, we have about eight different welcome teams, okay? We've got nine set, sets of captains. That's 18 people who have stepped up to lead and are in, walking in that calling, okay? But most importantly, what our captains do is every Sunday, after they've done all the doing of hospitality, put out the coffee and all that, they pull their teams together and they have a huddle time. And during that huddle time, what they're doing is they're leading their teams in a devotion, and they're praying over the service for that morning. They're praying over the new people that might come. Um, there's also prayer requests that are spoken in that circle, and that's what they're doing. We pray for softened hearts, and again, that we would just put Jesus on display. And the last part of creating a welcoming environment is consistency, 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 consistency. So consistency allows for measurement, and it's helpful when you're training your team because if you're consistent during the things that you're doing, it's easy to see when you fall off, and then that helps you kind of gauge what you need to train on. Consistency creates accountability within your team, and it helps maintain the environment, the same environment that says, we love you, you're welcome here. Um, consistency can establish your reputation, good or bad, it can be confusing if you're inconsistent, especially to an unbeliever. And consistency simply maintains the message that your guests are welcome and love. Because nobody wants to come in one day and be like, oh man, I was greeted so warmly and loved on so well. And they're like, talk to another person and they say, I didn't feel that when I went in. So just having that consistency through your teams is really helpful. Um, so now just to move to maintaining. How do we maintain that? How do we maintain that within our teams? Three things that I have personally found that are really, really, really important 
are communication, training, and condition. And I'm going to get a little bit technical here with communication, and I'm not a tech person, so just to throw that out there. Um, communication. So within our teams, our captains communicate a lot with our teams. What that does is in a growing church where you kind of, some people can tend to get lost in a growing church. What this does is it allows them to be part of like a smaller group where they still feel wanted, they still feel loved, they still feel important. Um, for example, we use an app called GroupMe. I don't know if anybody's heard of that. I'm not a tech person, so it's probably really common. But um, our captains lead that GroupMe. Not only are they communicating with their teams about serving on Sunday, but they're living life together through that. They're putting prayer requests out there. Um, anything that's going on with their team, they put it out there. And remember, some people that sign up on hospitality might be brand new and not know anybody. They might not even be followers of Jesus. So they've automatically become part of this group that communicates with each other and prays with each other. It's like a community group inside of itself, inside of your church. Um, I just recently added a brand new couple to our team and they're like in their 60s and they don't, I, they're not technology driven like I am. I barely know how to use it. Um, but they came in and they were so excited. They're like, Keila, can you please download my GroupMe app? So I downloaded it and I said to the team, hey guys, welcome Alan Lynn to our team. And within seconds, Hey guys, welcome, we love you, we can't wait to start serving with you. And these people just started coming to our church. So automatically, they're, they're included, they're part of a team. So communication, that's what I mean when I'm talking about communication. Um, the last part, or the middle part, is training. So it's important to train your team, um, not just on doing the hospitality, but reminding them of why we're serving. We offer two team trainings during the year. They were kind of in a setup like this where we're training more on like the doing of hospitality. Um, but what real training, what I have found so useful is rubbing elbows with people, going to their houses, having people over to our house, um, and just living life with them and, and talking to them in a smaller group. Um, hey, you know, what's going on? Why are you serving? Are you burning out? Like what's going on? So we do that. Um, I do that with my captains, and then I encourage my captains to have their teams over a couple times a year, too. So again, it's just people serving people, serving people, serving people. Um, so the most important thing of during all of our trainings is I encourage everybody not to simply come in and serve on Sundays and go through the motions, but instead be on mission to purposely welcome everyone who walks through our door. That is our main thing during training. It's not our focus to do things perfectly, but it's our focus to welcome people purposefully. And this is gonna lead us to our final condition, which is I, fall, I find that everything falls on this. And we can do this during our training, during our Sundays, but it's condition. And this is when I, where I want to kind of land us and close us. So you might be thinking, what in the world do you mean by condition? So I'm talking about the condition of your hearts, my hearts, our team's hearts when they're serving. We can do hospitality all day. We can come in and set out coffee and create a welcoming environment. But what's going on in here while we're serving? During our trainings, I'll ask our team kind of some sharp questions. I don't want an answer back, but I'm usually saying, you know, think about this. Why are you serving? Who are you serving? Um, 
it's just a way to kind of poke and prod, and sometimes it can reset them to think, oh, man, like, yes, I have to remember I'm doing this for Jesus. Okay. Some people, um, I, I even say, you know, are you serving because your friend serves? Do you serve because God will love you more? Like, just, just really, I'm trying to engage them to connect with why they're serving. And then I switch. Or are they serving out of the overflow of the grace and love that's been undeservedly shown to them from God? Is that what is motivating them to come in and serve on your hospitality team or your welcome team? Sorry, I'm a paper girl. <laughs> and then I remind them that what we do on Sunday mornings for hospitality, it's like training wheels. It's, it shouldn't get turned on and get turned off on Sundays when we leave. It's training wheels for how we should live day in and day out. A welcoming environment is going to be really hard to maintain if that's not connected. Because when you have people stepping in on Sunday to serve and they turn it off, it's, it's, it's going to cause burnout. Then they're doing it from the flesh. Okay? So, I kind of asked my team this, just to think about, like, how we're serving day in and day out. When was the last time you introduced yourself to a stranger? Someone in your neighborhood? Someone at work? When was the last time you invited somebody over to your home? Stranger? Work? Neighborhood? When was the last time you invited someone to church? Again, hospitality doesn't end when we walk out the door on Sundays. We have to connect with why we serve. We do not serve to earn God's love. In Ephesians 2.8, For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God, not from works, so that no one can boast. For we are his creation, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time so that we should walk in them. So we don't serve to earn God's love. We don't serve to keep God's love. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Romans 8, 31 through 39. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky, above, or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus. We serve because of God's love. This is where we're fully serving out of the overflow. And that's what I call it to our team. You're serving, your cup is full, you're serving out of the overflow. It's the abundance of our hearts knowing that we're deeply loved and we've been offered the gift of salvation that we never deserved. This is what should motivate us to love and serve people. And this is why we serve. And getting our teams to connect with that. We have to do life with them. We can't just see them on Sunday. We need them to connect that. So as we live out biblical hospitality in our own lives, which is 365 days a year, not just on Sundays, that can change our home. It can change our workplace. That can change our neighborhoods. It can change our cities. It can change our town. And this, this right here is how we maintain that welcoming environment, is encouraging and showing people how to live out biblical hospitality 
all the time. Yes. Thank you guys. <laughs>